Readings and salutations, and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom, and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, where have you been? This is episode 256. No, scratch that, 257. So there's a lot of episodes behind this. Um, but if you're here for the first time, welcome. Glad to have you here. I'm glad whoever hipped you to the show did that, or if you just stumbled upon it, glad you stumbled. Um, if you have been here before, welcome back. If you're here for the first time and you're listening, listen to the show, do me a favor. All I ask is, well, I'm going to ask a lot. It's not true, but all I ask is that you leave a review. You tell people, uh, there's no advertising budget. There's no, Hey, I'm going to take out an ad and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to put a billboard up and I'm going to sell advertising. The only way that more people hear the show is if somebody hips them to it. So if you like the show, share a link on your Facebook, any social media. I'm I'm old, so Facebook is my social media, but Snapchat, whatever. Um, If you enjoy the show, leave a a review wherever you're listening. If you're listening on the website, there's a way you can leave a review there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, any of those fives, um, there's a way there you could leave a review to tell people who are looking and might want to stumble upon the review that you liked it and why you liked it. Or if you didn't like it, Tell me what you didn't like, and maybe I can fix it. Probably not, but maybe. Uh, this is episode 257. This is part one with Richard Rader. Um, Richard is the stepbrother of a friend of mine. I put a, a request out on Facebook for anyone who I knew that knew someone who was in prison. And I was hipped to Richard's situation, talked to him earlier in the week. We did a little pre-interview thing, which I usually don't do, just so I could kind of let him know what a podcast is, because me being an asshole, just started talking. And then I said, hey, I just got an idea. You may not even know what a podcast is. He goes, no, I had no idea. I was just going to let you keep going. So um, I had to explain to him what a podcast is and how it works and how we're going to do this. Uh, we talked for two hours and we just scratched the surface. So this one's going to be a bunch of different episodes all kind of tied together in a series. So this is part one. Um, we just start talking about his um, youth, where he grew up, how he ended up kind of in the situation he's in. And foreshadowing, he's in a federal penitentiary for state penitentiary. federal. Anyway, he's in he's in prison for. 40 years from now and he's 52 so um, he's in there for a long stretch so interesting story i really hope you enjoy it feedback is a gift also i'm going to put this out there now Um, the last episode i'm going to do with him i want to do questions he seemed really cool with that so if you have questions things you want to ask that you think i may not ask or things you know, you want to know specifically, shoot me an email, steve at sagofsteverogers.com is the email address. If after listening, you're like, hey, I want to support this show. I want to keep it going. Patreon.com slash saga of Steve Rogers. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, you can leave a donation. You can do $2, $5, $10, you want. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a continuing donation. There's little incentives for doing it. But it's just a way of giving back to the show and and, uh, keeping the lights on, basically. So I appreciate it. That's a lot of nonsense from me. Um, You'll hear the Rodriguez Report. First, you'll hear my daughter introducing the show, the Rodriguez Report, and then part one with Richard. Uh, Love you guys. Please share the show. And thanks. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. My stepdad works really hard on this. If you are easily offended, don't waste your time. If you like to tell a friend, I can't believe I have to tell adults this basic stuff. Hello, and welcome to the Rodriguez Report. My name is Asbel Rodriguez. Pastelitos de pollo, pernil, pollo asado, mofongo. For those that don't speak Spanish, those are foods that you would find on a dinner table in a Puerto Rican home. And since I didn't marry a Spanish woman, and I don't know exactly how to cook Spanish cuisine, I never really eat that way. Having said that, how happy am I right now? My sister came to Florida because of her work and paid me a visit. She was booked into a Marriott but stayed overnight twice and cooked almost every day for me. The last time I had Spanish food cooked for me like this was when I had a neighbor who had a son that I helped out and she would make me more food than I could eat in a week. My sister was so jealous that the beach was 20 minutes away. I took her to downtown Miami and South Beach. I wish I could have done all this during the day, but she was here for work and she was a very busy bee. When you live in the Bronx, you get your groceries and other supplies from a corner store that is called the Bodega. It is usually family owned and small. When I took her to Publix, I paid close attention to her because I knew she would be overwhelmed. It was like taking someone to Disneyland for the first time. She could not believe the place. She'd been to a supermarket before, but she is 58, and she had only done it a dozen or so times, because it was far drive from the house, and even though she could drive a car, neither her nor my brother, who is almost 50 himself, has ever owned a car. Anybody who has ever lived in New York knows that this is very common. Unless you need to live the, leave the city on a regular basis, you don't need a car. Anyway, the Publix is around the corner from, from the house, and you know what else is around the corner from the house? A Sawgrass Mills Mall, one of the biggest malls in the country. We drove around it at night, and she could not believe how big it was. I told her that when she could come visit me and not have to work, we would see the inside. Her time here, it went by fast, so I can't wait to see her again. I would love to see her and my brother at the same time, but somebody had to stay home in the Bronx back in the apartment. I'm not kidding when I say this. The apartment has never not had somebody in it since the family moved in it in 1975. Not once. That's your Rodriguez report for the week. Okay, John, you're up next. Time to see the Gators. Hello, this is a prepaid debit call from Richard. An inmate at the South Dakota State Penitentiary. To accept this call, press zero. To refuse, this call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring Richard. and recording. Thank you for using GTL. 
Hello, good afternoon. Hey, what's up, Richard? How are you? Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> so, what's going on? What's going on with you? So, um, are you nervous? Like, what, do you, what are you thinking? How are you feeling right now before we get started? Um, I guess I, I guess you could say I'm a little nervous. Okay, that's fine. No big deal. Um, it's just the two of us talking. Like, it's just us right, right. talking about nonsense. There's, you know, if anything that we talk about, you're like, that's, you know, I'm not ready to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. It's none of my, none of your fucking business. Tell me. I, yeah. I'm not, not going to get right, my feelings right. hurt. Okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm just usually when I get once I get once I get started, I'll, I'll be fine. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna. Just, I guess I was just waiting for you to ask me questions or something. I don't know how it works or. That's what or we'll do. This. So. Okay. Tell me, tell me where you grew up. Where were you born? Oh, I was born in Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. And. Grew up in Yuma and Flagstaff, and on the like during the summers, I would go with my family to St. Louis, Missouri, and that's where most of my family is from. St. Louis, like all my cousins, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all that are up in Missouri. Okay, and you have how many siblings do you have? Oh, uh, siblings, so you mean brothers and sisters? Yes. No blood-related brothers or sisters. Okay. You have stepsisters and stepbrothers? I got, yeah, I got a lot of stepsisters and stepbrothers. Okay. So you were I got, basically an only child growing up? Yes. Yes. But did you, so you lived in, in Tucson and Yuma. Did you have family around there? Were you constantly around family, or was it just like you and your parents? Well, not Tucson. I lived in U, uh, uh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff. And Yuma. Sorry, Flagstaff. Got it confused. What was the question? Was it just you and your parents, or did you have a lot of family in those areas also? Um, for tell. I was young. I was thinking I about like eight. I just had uh, it was just my mom and my dad, and then they separated. Okay. And then they both remarried, and they had they remarried into where the others, where their spouses had kids. Okay. And they, did when they your parents separated, and then married other people did they stay living in the same area or did like mom go one place dad went another place or how'd that work no out? they stayed in the same area they've always been friends and stuff like that they've always got along fine so even though they're not still married they still talk and still got along it wasn't it wasn't hugely contentious right no they still go to each other's houses to this day <laughs> wow that's a rarity. I tried yeah. to do that when uh, when I got divorced. I tried to stay friends with my wife, and it was like, nah, that that's never gonna work. That's rare. I'm still friends with my I'm still friends with my 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 kids' moms and stuff like that too. That's awesome. So you yeah. you grew well, up at, at, a couple of them anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
So you grew up as an only child. Your parents separated and then remarried. So that's when you ended up with siblings. But how, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I think, I don't know. I think I was, I was young, like eight, I think. Okay. And um, what'd your parents, like, what'd your, what'd your parents do when you were a kid for jobs? Oh, they're, uh, both my parents were school teachers and they remarried. My dad remarried a school teacher. So, and then my mom married, uh, uh, Gilbert, which is, I don't know. I don't know what he was. He was a, a painter. I guess he painted and he did, uh, he's just a biker type dude. Paint, painted like painted houses or paintings like art? No, paint, painted, uh, houses. Oh, okay. Houses and stuff okay. like that. And um, so when you were a kid, were you a good kid? Did you like school? Did you hate school? Like, what was your early childhood like? Well, everybody said I was extremely intelligent. I was just a brat. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I was, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just, I was, I guess I was a normal kid. My, my, my parents were teachers. So, uh, I think I let them down when I was a kid. Cause I was, uh, I was horrible in school as far as following the rules and stuff like that. Did you ever have to go to the school where they were teachers? Yes. Matter of fact, I was, uh, I went to, uh, my dad's school when he was a teacher and that he taught, uh, eighth grade or well, seventh and eighth grade. He taught, he was an art teacher. Okay. So I went to his school and I ended up getting kicked out for fighting. <laughs> Did you ever have to take his class or was it like, now nah, you can't take his class cause he's your dad? No, I was able to take his class. Yeah. I remember a kind of a story. There's a story behind that fight. Like, I didn't like to fight, and there was this big Indian kid, and he was like, give me your lunch money, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Oh, excuse my language, but he was like, give me your lunch money. And I was like, no, you know, and then he's like, well, and it went on for like a week, and he's like, at the end of the week, if you don't give me all the week's lunch money, I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. And uh, so I told my dad, and my dad says, well, you got a few choices. You could you could fight him. You could go to the principal. Or you could pay him. <laughs> That's really the three choices: is give in, <laughs> man up, or knuckle up, and or do- yeah. drop the dime. So, which did you do? So, well, I ended up. Uh, uh, it was an early, early Friday morning, and uh, before homeroom class, and I went to his classroom to hide out. And while I was in his classroom, I stole a knife from his classroom because he's an art teacher, and they use these knives and they they heat them up to uh, cut styrofoam for making things. In okay. our yeah. So I stole one of the steak knives and I took it with me to home room and, and the dude was waiting for me out in front of home room and he wanted to fight. So I pulled the knife out and then my friend says, don't use the knife, just fight his ass. So my friend took the knife from me and then we went outside and we went outside and I, I beat the shit out of the dude like real bad. And, uh, he didn't even hit me once. And then, so there, my legs covered in blood because I kept kneeing him. So my legs covered in blood, and my shirt and everything's covered covered in his blood. And they're taking us up. They're taking me and him up the stairs to the to the 
principal's office, and my dad's coming down the stairs, and my dad looked at me and gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> wow. And then they 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 kicked me out of school for that. But you 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 were kind of elevating the situation. You're like, all right, I'm bringing a knife to a a, a boxing match, basically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like twice my size. I was a little skinny old kid. He was a big old, big old native kid, you know? Yeah. Was that the first time you ever had a physical fight with anybody? I mean, other than, you know. No, no. No, I got in a fight and uh, I fought two twins in fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade when they, when they tried to jump me and I beat both of them up. And then I fought some other kid around that same grade level when, uh, he was picking on some girl at school. Yeah, I didn't like it, so I beat him up. I, I've always, and I even the fight with the two twins was about somebody else. It wasn't about me. They were picking on somebody else, and I stood up for the other person. And I got, and then they came at me. Usually, I, I'm more of a person that'll stand up for other people before I stand up for myself. So you've mentioned three different fights, and all three it was you beating somebody's ass. Have you ever had your ass beat as a kid? Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, not as a kid, as um, as an adult. Well, I guess as of like eighteen years old and close enough to in my, a kid. In my, yeah. my my twenties and stuff like that, pretty bad. I've been kidnapped. I've been I've been held at gunpoint and damn been we'll, robbed. We'll and, get to that. I just want to stay with the kid first. Right. So so as a kid, <laughs> you were an only kid. Parents are teachers. Little little tough, little rough around the edges. Would you say? When I was a kid? Yeah, you. No. Like, you didn't start any of the fights, was... but it sounds like you were able to, to hold your own and, you know, not not worried about getting I think in I held fight. my own. Yeah. I think I held my own out of fear. <laughs> out of fear of getting, getting beat yeah. or... Getting whooped. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm getting whooped. Okay. And out of adrenaline more than anything. I just was doing, you know what I mean? I've always been loyal to my friends and stuff like that. and Or or just, so I've seen someone picking on someone, so I didn't like it, so I stood up, you know. So your father was a seventh, father was a seventh and eighth grade teacher, like junior high school, basically, middle school. Right, right. What about your mom? What grades did she teach? Uh, she teaches elementary she's a special ed teacher okay and were you ever in the school where she was a teacher no okay no no and then so when you get to high school you're you're no longer in your dad's school you're in high school now and you're starting to think like i gotta start thinking about the future like high school people start telling you you gotta plan your future you gotta figure out what you're gonna do like when you were in high school what did you think you were gonna do for a job I didn't never, I don't remember ever thinking about a job. I don't remember ever considering a job or thinking about a job or, I remember I worked, I worked for doing, uh, uh, like for different people. I, like they would own properties and they would go clean up the properties and stuff like that and do repair work on the properties or paint or mow lawns and, stuff like that. And I had my own little lawnmower, lawn mowing business before I got into even high school. Okay. And then when you were in high school, so did, did you have like, like a little, a little, a little, uh, part-time job while you were in school? 
yeah, selling drugs. <laughs> so when did when did your when did that start for you? Oh, pretty young. Um, I would say twelve. Twelve years old. You were you were selling drugs. Well, weed, yeah. So how did that start yeah. for you? Like, how old were you when you? The, so the first time you remember taking a drug, how old do you think you were? Twelve, ten, ten, probably. Ten, ten years old, and you were probably smoking what? Pot, smoking pot. Yeah, I just smoking weed. Okay. And drinking? I, yeah, I, did you drink then also or no? Oh yeah, yeah, I drank, but I never really, I didn't drink. I never had a drinking problem. I just, I just, uh. Just, uh, I guess drank. I never really like drank to get drunk ever. Drink. I mean, I have been drunk, but right. it's never been a problem. But drinking was just a social thing when you were a kid, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was just something to like, we would have a like during my parents' wedding, I'd, I'd go sneak uh, beer out of the keg or sure. whatever. But at 10, you started smoking pot, and then at 12, you started selling. Yeah, but just I would just steal, like, I would steal some pot from my stepdad, and, and I'd go, I'd roll some joints and sell them at school. So this is, so your parents got divorced, dad remarried, mom remarried. Which one did you live with? Um, both, back and forth. So was there one that had like primary custody or was just shared custody and you just kind of bounced around? How'd that work out? Uh, <laughs> when I didn't like the rules of one, I'd go the other probably. By the way, I kind of remember it. <laughs> so it was kind of you making the choice just to bounce from one place to the other to find the best deal, basically. Right, right. right. Okay. That seems that seems truthful. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh so you said uh, your mom's husband was a painter, but he was also in a biker gang. No, not a biker. He's just a. He's just. He's, he's just a. He had a Harley, and he he kicked it with all the bikers, and he lived that type of lifestyle, and and he was a bad boy that my mom liked. Okay. <laughs> So she went from dad, who was a school teacher, to she went the other extreme. She found like the super bad boy. Right, right. And what about dad? How did how no, did he, uh, he's not really no? He wasn't he wasn't super bad. He wasn't like a. But I mean, if you're like comparing a, the two, uh, yeah, I mean, he was not. He's not a. He's not a murderer, but like he's not your dad. He's not the school teacher teaching science and art. No, like she went she went right. another extreme. Right. What about your dad? Who? What kind of person did he remarry? Uh, another school teacher. <laughs> so uh, he stayed. At, he stayed in his lane completely, and your mom went to a completely <laughs> different lane. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, do you remember like why they broke up? Do you remember like my, my parents? When my parents got divorced. I remember all of the really bad times that kind of led up to it. Do you remember any of that stuff or not really? I have no, I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. I was just wondering because like I, sometimes I, kids I, will, you know, know that it's coming or sometimes kids are just like. I think they've even, I think they've even told me, but I, I it was probably so, so, um, 
like non not nonchalant. It was so tame that I just blew it off like okay. Yeah, it makes <laughs> like, sense. <laughs> yeah. And so mom marries what what's your uh, stepfather's name? My stepfather was Gilbert. Gilbert Hernandez. Gilbert, okay. So Gilbert was the one who rode a motorcycle. He had the weed. You were taking, pinching out of his bag and selling it to kids at school, using also. <laughs> right. So Gilbert was using, was was he dealing also, or was he, that was just his personal use, or like what was his story like? <clears throat> I think he, I think he dealt in the past and stuff like that. I mean, I can't really tell from a, or speak from experience because I was too young and he wasn't, sure. if he was dealing, he wasn't telling me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going you know? to. I was just wondering what you saw, like what you remember. I thought he was. I mean, that was my general opinion. And even if I didn't think I was, I think I, I probably put it out there that he was to 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 be like the big kid in school or whatever, you know? Yeah. To To help, he kind of helped you build your reputation a little bit. Right, right. Like, yeah, my... <clears throat> My new dad rides a Harley. My new dad's, you know, you know, drug dealer. Not, not a drug dealer, but, right. you know, he's got, yeah, okay. And uh, so how yeah, did you? No, go ahead. it was true or not, I probably. <laughs> created a little scenario to, to build your reputation, right? Right. right. Yeah, not bad. Sure, it helped you out a little bit. So, oh yeah, and he had that. He had the attitude to go with it. So, <laughs> so what do you mean by so that? People would meet him, you know. Well, he's like, like we, he, he had his. Uh, he was a. He taught kung fu and stuff like that. So we did. So I learned from young. I learned kung fu and stuff like that. And I'd be in his. He had his own studio, and he te- he'd teach us, and we'd we'd work out in the in the backyard and in the garage, you know, we had uh, gloves and bags and all that stuff. So from a young age, I learned all that, and learned my kicks and my punches. And... Which probably added to your, uh, your little, your little toughness game that you started earlier on. Right. But, but by no means was I ever tough. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't sound like you weren't tough. Like I got my ass beat quite a bit. Right. It sounds like you didn't, you know, if, if you're doing a, you know, a plus and minus column, you had more beating ass than getting ass beat, right? Right. I mean, maybe you weren't tough, but you were good at it. Like, you were you were able to take a kid that was twice your size. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy fighting? I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot of fighting stories. Do you think that... Like was this? Did you enjoy it, or did you like? Did you try to avoid it, or no, I mean, I know you were saying like no, you you I, tried to fight for other people a lot of times, and I get that. That's admirable. People, That's awesome. People say I people say I smiled, but no, I did not enjoy it. I can't stand it. I'll I'll, I'll walk away before I fight. I'll run before I fight. Okay. Usually, you know, if it has to do with me, but if it has to do with someone else, like if someone if someone said something about my mom or my or, or my girlfriend or a good friend or something like that then it, I, I'd probably run toward it instead of away from it makes sense that makes sense so you said at 12 you started like dealing not not a dealer but you were selling joints in school and just enough to you know just right. enough to be a kid with some money in his pocket 
Right. <laughs> now, right. Yuma, if if people are listening, Yuma's not exactly a wealthy community. Like Yuma, describe Yuma for people. Um, back when I was growing up, it was just uh, it was a small town. Uh, uh, I grew up next to the high school, and I grew up. Uh, Kind of been running around the gangs and the, the 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 Mexican gangs and stuff like that, even though I was white. And uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just a small town, and it's it's next to the border. Yeah, it's real close so, to the Mexico border, right? You used to go across to Mexico all the time. Right. Used to go over there and drink and everything else. And, but when you say small town, like it, it was. It's not like there's a huge plan and there's, you know, a lot of people. It's like back then. I mean, it's it's changed a lot now, but back then it was even oh, yeah, small, was, small, small. Yeah, back then it was small, small. I mean, you would have to go to other other close cities to to go to restaurants or to, you know. I mean, there was some stuff there, but for most things oh, you'd have to go other places. There's restaurants and stuff like that. There was a, I mean, there's restaurants and stuff, but like for kids, there wasn't really nothing to do. We right. had a, we had a, a skating ring and um, uh, drive-in, drive-in movie theaters. Drive-in theaters. Wow, I haven't it. thought about drive-in theaters in forever. <laughs> right. Kids nowadays are like, what the fuck go, is man. a drive-in theater? We used to when we used to sneak into the trunk of the car. We'd pay for like one person. Right, right. We'd all chip in and buy one ticket, and then three of us would squeeze in the trunk of the car, and then all get out and. Well, run we around. would. We would drive a, 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 a. We'd take a truck, and they would just take a couple cars, a truck and a car, or whatever, and then we'd load up, uh, ice chest full of beer and everything, and then the cars would go in, and we'd jump over the back fence, and then just go to the cars. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were like, "Fuck it, we're not squeezing in anywhere. We'll just, we'll just jump." No, we just, yeah. we just, yep. <laughs> we just go jump the fence. Yeah, we never learned because usually the person who was driving will sit there and tease you, like, "I don't know if I want to let him out." Hey, I think there might be somebody in my trunk. And you're like, "Fucking let us out of here, man! It smells. <laughs> we're all sweaty. We're a bunch of dudes all rubbing dicks in here. Nobody wants to be this close." <laughs> right. So you mentioned like. High school, you started hanging out in Mexican gangs. So you mentioned your stepfather's name was Gilbert. Latin, he was Latin also. Yeah. Mexican. Okay, so he's Mexican, and so started hanging out in the Mexican gang, even though you're not a Mexican yourself. Right. Okay. Right. And how did like was that out of necessity? It was just people that you like you were selling pots, so you sold to these guys, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you just hang out with us?" Like, how did you end up in that group? To be honest, I don't know. I I just started hanging out with uh, a, a certain certain couple people, and then it just just ended up that way. I don't. It wasn't like a. I don't know. I don't know. And there was the ones that, that that had my back, you know what I mean? That people that like just that were my friends, so right. it just naturally naturally happened. Okay. And so, what, like, like you said, <clears throat> your stepfather hung out with motorcycle guys, but he wasn't in a motorcycle gang. 
You're saying you no, hung out no. with gang kids. Were you in the gang? Like, were you part of the gang? Yes. You, okay. Yes. Yeah, I was. So what was the name of the gang you were in? Uh, AMV, Arizona Maravilla. AMV, like Victor? Yep. Yep. Okay. And is that like um, a bigger gang or was it just in your your neck of the woods or how does that work out? No, it was, it was, it was, it was actually for we were the smallest one around for the for the um amount of people i think we had like 10 people in 10 of us yeah that is small and the other gangs around had like 30 or more you know and but we were the meanest <laughs> so how many gangs do you think were in your your school or your area in yuma when you were a kid oh there's a lot there's maybe the the prevalent ones were like Mecca City, Oki Town, um, West Side, uh, Hollywood. Uh, those are the prevalent ones. Okay. So would you say more kids in your high school were in gangs than not in gangs? No. So gangs weren't, I mean, there was a lot of gangs. Like, I, First off, let me back up three steps. How old are you right now? I'm 52. Okay, I'm 55, so we're not that dissimilar in age. I didn't have right. gangs in high school. Well, in high school, there may have been one or two, but I grew up in Miami. And now, there's probably hundreds of fucking gangs, but there were no gangs that I knew of. It wasn't like I was like, okay, that guy's in a gang. There's Dude, this I'm gang. Talking about, I'm talking about fourth and fifth grade and sixth and seventh grade. So you started with the gang in elementary school? In fourth grade fourth grade probably i would say jesus christ i mean what is what is a fourth grade so hold on let me think about some math here fourth grade you're nine ten at ten years old what the fuck does a gang member do at ten how do you gang we just hang out we just hang out and drink and hang out with all the older older gang members and i don't know Wow. Okay. Man, I just that I, I didn't even realize that. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like you don't just—it's not like you have to age into a gang. Like, okay, you got to be eighteen, or we're not going to talk to you. Like, they need people younger. It's easier probably to recruit people younger. And wow. Okay. Never even thought about. Maybe that. it was fifth. Maybe it was fifth grade or sixth grade because I remember I was in post. I don't even remember what post is. I think post is fifth and sixth grade. Maybe it was fifth and sixth grade is where is when because that's when I got in at first. Okay, it's fifth and sixth, and then seventh and eighth. It really got prevalent. Then it was really, you know, then there's a lot of fight, like gang fights and stealing, stealing from our like I yeah stealing and shit like that just. So, but when you were you like, no, go ahead. Fifth and six, it was just hanging out. Okay. So, you you mentioned stealing and se- selling selling pot and stuff like that. What what's the first thing you remember doing that would be considered a crime? Like you may not even consider it a crime. But what was the first thing you remember? Like, yeah, this is probably a crime. Uh, stealing, stealing, stealing. Uh. Uh, 
stuff in Colorado. We were on vacation, and me and my little stepbrothers, we stole, uh, I forget what we stole it for, but we stole it for someone's birthday. I, maybe it was, maybe it was uh, for someone's birthday, we stole some stuff. It was either for our step, my stepdad's birthday or my mom's birthday or, or our other little brother's birthday or something, but we stole some stuff out of like a, a little shop area, like a, like a gift shop place or a. Okay like a target or something. And we got our asses whooped for that. You got caught. Yeah. <laughs> she got, got caught, caught by the thugs. store or like you got home and people are like, where the fuck did you get that? Like, how did the caught happen? I don't remember. I don't remember how, how we got caught. I just remember that we were in, they either took us back to the store or we were in the store and got caught, but we had to give everything back. And, Oh, actually, no, that wasn't the first time, but to finish this one, but, yeah, we had to give everything back and and uh and it was embarrassing and then we got our ass kicked. But the first time I guess was in Flagstaff when I was even younger. I must have been I was younger and I stole a I, I switched tags on a on an axe. I took a a price tag from something else and put it on an axe and bought an axe to build a fort with and I got caught. My mom took me back to the store and I got kicked out of the store. Okay. And like that was individual stuff. So that was you like taking stuff for somebody in the family or what's the first thing that you remember that would be like a crime that may get you into like police type crime? When I was 14, okay. I got busted with a pound of weed, a pound of weed. All right, hold on. A pound of weed. Now I'm doing some math. A pound of weed at that time would have probably been. You said you were how old? Fourteen. Yeah, about six hundred bucks. I was gonna say about five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what I was selling them for. Six hundred bucks. We had like, we had like, we at the time we had thirty-two kilos. Where the fuck did you get thirty-two kilos at fourteen? It was, it was, a, by this time I'm out of the gangs. I had moved, I went to another school and it was all white guys at this other school. Not white guys, but it was all, there was no gangs there. It was all just like OP and all that. You know what I mean? Just, just like regular guys. And what's OP? I ended up hanging out with, well, like the, uh, what is it? Uh, just like the, the, the dress. The, the shirts, OP, you know. Oh, Ocean OP Pacific. And, Ocean Pacific. There we go. Yeah, Ocean Pacific. There you go. Gotcha. Yeah. I, used to, I used to rock that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all went to this other school, and then I was all troubled out. You know what I mean? Like, I dressed like a gangster, and then, so I was getting, I was getting a lot of attention, negative attention. So I went out and got myself a whole new wardrobe, ditched all that stuff, and got out of the, because I wasn't, you know, that's what people tell me too. You ain't Mexican. What the fuck are you doing? That's my God. So I got out of that at about 14. Okay. And started hanging out with another group of guys. And, and, uh, the one guy's dad was, uh, Mexican mafia. And he's, he was well known and he was a, uh, he dealt a lot of Coke and, and weed, but well, we had access to the weed. And so I had access to all this weed and I would sell it 
just whatever, you know what I mean? We'd keep some, we'd, we'd sell like bags, we'd sell like quarter bags or whatever. We get to keep the money and just use it at the, use it for whatever. Use it at the game rooms or use it to buy beer and party on or whatever. Right. But like you could, you could buy a pound, sell a pound or whatever and you could keep a hundred bucks out of it or whatever. So that's what I was doing. And I got busted. I, uh, I did a deal. I think, cause I think the guy was a cop, but I'm not sure to this day, but he, he, he met me and we went to do the deal and he took off running and I couldn't catch him. So then I called and said, Hey, I just lost this, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back and he brings the shit back to me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I was just confused. And, uh, then next thing I know, I just got it back from him and I left and I'm riding a bike and a cop pulls me over and I, uh, I run from the cop. And this whole time, my parents are watching me in the back of a, a, a DEA van. Which and set? Which set of parents? Dad and stepmom, or uh, my yeah, dad and stepmom. Okay. So they they bust me, and and then so I I go to uh, I go to a place called Vision Quest, but they wanted me to they wanted me to tell, and I wouldn't tell. I just, they wanted me to tell on my friends and my friend's dad and my stepdad. I asked my stepdad, they, my mom and my stepdad comes in and they come to visit me in juvenile and they want to do a deal for me to tell. And I'm like, they just told me to keep my mouth shut. And I said, all right. So I took, I, I, I'm the one that went down for everything. <laughs> so it was the, your friend's dad who was like fronting you the, and you were paying him back and keeping no. I never even talked. I never even talked to him. It was it was his son. His son and and, and me got were were close. So okay, and the whole crew that we were all close. So it was more more just like we had access to it and through him. Okay. So how long were you in uh, in juvenile? Too. So oh, two and a half, three, two and a half, three years. That was the first time, and you were in for two years. First time, first time I ever got in trouble. First time, like you had no record. There was no anything. Like they didn't know all the shit you nope. had been doing. No, no record, no nothing. It was because of the the amount that you were caught with. I have no idea. I I, my, I think my parents. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't prison. It was a place called Vision Quest. It's right, but it's like a juvenile behind. facility, though, right? It's a, no, it's, I went on like, uh, my first nine months was a wilderness quest where I went to New Mexico, oh, we went it. to Chiricahua Mountains and I was up there living in teepees and they taught you, uh, wilderness survival and all that stuff. And you learn how to repel and, and make traps and live on the land and all that stuff. And I did the wagon train where you go and you're on a wagon train. We went from wagon train all the way from Tucson all the way up through Colorado and Redding, or not Colorado, but California, through Redding, then into California, all the way back down to Tucson. And that was like a year, year and a half, uh, living on a wagon train. And uh, I don't know, stuff like that. <laughs> a wagon train, like being pulled by a horse? Right. And I had my own horse. I, I, I had my own Mustang. I helped break a Mustang, and he was my Mustang, and then... I would like drive out in front of, in the, on the highway with a sign and stop traffic for the wagon train and stuff like that. And we'd go about 20 miles a day in the wagon 
and we'd just go, go, go. And we'd set up teepees every night and live in teepees. How many kids were and in this group? down in the morning and just keep going. Um, a hundred and something, probably a hundred kids on the wagon train. I know we had like 18 wagons, something like that. And how many adults are people supervising? Probably about 10, 15. <laughs> 10 or 15 and a hundred kids. Wow. Okay. Like I, w- I would be afraid of the 10, kid, the, the 10 people not being able to keep those hundred kids in line. Oh, we, I, we, they, they did though. I mean, I didn't, we, they kept us in line. Yeah. It was a really, really strict program. So you were in there yeah. for two, really two and a half program. years. Two and a half years. Yeah. And so whole time you're in towing the line, you're doing the wagon train thing. They're trying to teach you like responsibility. The whole point is to like, right. You'll you'll see becoming a man and responsibility and working in a group and 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 you know doing the right thing and how to live off the land and all that kind of happy shit and then you get out of there after two and a half years and what happened? I hated it. I freaking hated it. I look back on it and think it's kind of cool, but at the time I hated it. I hated them. I hated everybody. <laughs> but I did it. I mean. I just I, I I liked my horse. I liked stuff like that. So I, I I like my horse helped me get through it. Different things helped me get through it. You know. And so you get through it, and then what happens after that? Uh, nothing really. Uh, I'm, I remember. Uh, I'm at I'm at home. I had a surgery, knee surgery. So my knee my my knees all uh uh all fat and everything. And I'm elevating it on the couch, and, and my parents go shopping. And uh, a friend of mine comes over with this cat gun, and he's like, hey, I just went by this dude's house. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he lived a few blocks from where my where I lived. And the dude was picking on my little brother, screwing with my little brother. He's like, I just seen uh, so-and-so, they're out there mowing the lawn in front of his house. And I was like, oh, let's go fucking, let's drive by there and fuck with him with this cat gun. So we get in the car and we drive by and I put the cap gun out the window and pop, 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 pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he all died. He all gets scared and dies and everything and into some trash cans. And it was just funny. We laugh about it. We go home. It was like, go home. And I, I, he leaves and I pretend like I've never left the house. And I elevate my leg again and my parents come home and they think I've been home the whole time and the cops come. And they stick up for me like, like he ain't been nowhere. He's been there this whole time. Whoever's saying that because they call the cops and and he's like, they, he hasn't done nothing. He has, he's been there the whole time. And then my stepdad asked me, for once in your life, you little bastard, tell me the truth. I said, well, yeah, I did it. It's just a fucking cap gun. I showed him the cap gun. So he called the cops in and then uh, told him to take me. So then they took me and I went to juvie until I was 18. Well, I went to... Jury, and then uh, I think I was 16 at the time. No, 17, 17 at the time. I went to Juvie and went to Catalina Mountain. And then uh, where's Catalina Mountain? I got to go on in Tucson. Okay. 
And this is this isn't Gilbert, right? This isn't Gilbert stepdad. Yeah. Is this a different stepdad? This is, yeah, this is Gilbert. No, this is Gilbert. See, that doesn't. Based on what you've said about Gilbert, I wouldn't think Gilbert would have been the one who was like, "Call the police, take this kid." Like he's, I don't know. People are two faced. People are two. I don't. I, I can't stand that where people think that what they they could do things, but when someone else does it, it's bad, and when they do it, it's not. <laughs> Like, but he was the one that was like, "Don't say anything." You know, you don't tell them who you were doing it for. You just take, you know, you you right. do, you know, yeah. you man up. Yeah, he was the one that did that. Yep. And then, yep, yep, he calls the police back. Like, nah, he had a cap gun. Take him. And knowing that you're yep. going to, this is a second, you know, second interaction with the law. Yep. Wow. Okay. And so then I go to uh, Amity. It's like a drug rehab. Well, first I go to the, the prison, and then they have a little program where we can go to this Amity thing. So I went to this Amity thing, and I was there for a couple of weeks, and I ran. And what, what were you rehabbing from? What drugs were you rehabbing from? No, I just, who knows? I mean, weed, I guess. I mean. <laughs> well, at what point did you start doing other drugs? Like, weed couldn't have been your only drug. No, I mean, I, I screwed around. I think I did, then I did, uh, I did acid by then. Okay. And a few times, a couple times, and then I did cocaine by then. Uh, but you didn't go to, it wasn't like you were like a daily user of something. So go into rehab. Why did, why no, would man, you have gone there? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't remember. It's I just a, know I went. It was a way to get out. Of, it was a way to get out of prison and go to a program. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, it's got to be better than you know, in yeah. a in a a bunk bed with eighteen other kids in the same room. You're like, no, I got a drug problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Put me in there and do, give right. me some counsel. Let me talk to Doctor Drew and you know talk to people about my feelings, just so I don't have to be in this room with eighteen yeah. other kids. All right. Yep. And so, how long were you in there? I was uh, in, I don't know, I was just there for a while. Then, like I said, I went to that drug rehab place, Amity, and then I was there for like a couple of weeks, and I ran, and then I just tried to stay out until I was 18. And uh, the cops got me one time. They said they, they caught me crossing the street, and they grabbed me, and they're like, you got a warrant for your arrest? I said, I'm, they said, You're, they said my name Richard Rader, and I said, I'm not Richard Rader. My name's Tony Hernandez. I'm Mexican. I ain't white. Like, oh. And they're like, yeah, right. And then they got a picture of me right there. And I'm like, I don't know who that dude is. That ain't me. And I said, I live right over here. And I pointed to a house. And I knew the person who lived there. And I said, I live right there. You can go right there and ask them who I am. So they took me over there. And I'm all in cuffs and everything. And uh, the chick, Nicole, answers the door. And I'm like, these cops think I'm some guy named Richard Rader. Tell them I'm Tony Hernandez. <laughs> and she says, oh, yeah, that's Tony Hernandez. He lives here with my with my little brother. And so they let me go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't that, like, crazy? That's that's insane. Like, that they would let you talk. Like, if uh, look, I'm not a cop, never been a cop. I, I would know right. to walk up there and be like, you keep your mouth closed. I'm going to talk. Do you know this boy? And she'd go, no, I never seen him before. And then be like, I right, get back in the fucking car. They let you do the and talking. It was a known, 
And it was a known drug house. Oh. Why were they trusting the girl in the drug house anyway? I have no idea. It was a known drug house and everything. They had, that house had been raided like three times that month. Wow. <laughs> so you're anyway, on the run. They let you me turned go. to 18. Yeah, they let me. No, I'm on the run, and then I'm still, still, I'm still 17, and then I, I'm at another friend's house. And the cops show up there. Someone had told them, told on me that I was there. And the cops showed up there, and uh, when they asked, the cops knocked, and my friend answers the door. They see me in the in the like in the hallway, and they're like, "Come here!" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and I run, and they catch me, and I go to juvenile, and it was I think it was like two weeks before I turned 18, or like 10 days before I turned 18. So they take me to Dobie Mountain, and I at 18, my dad comes and picks me up. I turned 18. So they took you back to juvenile for the 10 days until you turned 18. Turned 18, yeah. and then you're released. Right. Okay. You move in with your dad, your dad and your stepmom. No. My, my dad takes me and to Sacramento and gets me a hotel in some dive, some dive hotel, and gets me a job. And says, "Good luck." <laughs> so he gave me some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got me a got me a bike. Bought me a little bike, like a, a pedal bike. Okay. And says, good, "Good luck." And then he came back to where he lived in Yuma. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why did he pick Sacramento? Was it just like you know, spin a wheel wherever popped up, or? I have no idea. I know he had a friend there, and that's how he got me the job. Okay. So it was kind of a hookup. I mean, he didn't do it maliciously or anything. I think he was just trying to get me to be a man. Okay. So he takes you to Sacramento. What kind of job was it? Uh, it was uh, an axle repair place for like for train axles. Okay. So it's like mechanical, like... You know, right? We just, we just, we just. You got real greasy picking up parts, cleaning parts, and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, so, this is was this your first real job? Like, not a little bullshit cutting grass or helping people with their jobs right, or this something. This was my first. This is my first job. Other than the wagon train, which was probably more of a job than anything anybody else has ever done in their life. But this is the first real job where you're like, you're an adult right. now, figure your shit out. Right. Pay your own bills, do this, yep. do that. So at this point, you're on your own, never been on your own before. Where were you living? He got you, you said he got you a little apartment. No, yeah, a little, uh, like, you know, them uh, hotels where you live in a room and then down the hall, you go to the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of those CD, CD hotels. Yeah. Not the good place for you to be. <laughs> no. No. Dad didn't think that shit out so good. Like, he could have thought a little better of a no. place to take you. Right. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what was going on. I don't, I don't remember exactly why he did it or what. I don't know if he was just tired of me or at that time. I mean, I, I, I make no mistake to know that my dad loves me. You know, he was, yeah. I make no mistake that I know my dad loves me and, uh, 
he's been a great dad. So it's it's not like he did it maliciously or out of any kind of ill intent or anything like that. Yeah, he was but trying. Who knows what was in his mind? He was trying. He was trying to do the right thing. Trying to trying to help you right, figure right. it out, make you figure it out on your own. Instead of if he kept you in Yuma, you right. could always reach out to mom or stepdad or him or whatever. Yeah. He's like, new city, new shit. Figure it out. Peace out. Yep. <laughs> so so, yeah. how did that work out? Well, I worked. I've always been a hustler. You know what I mean. Even in jail or whatever, I always found a way to make money. Whether whatever it is, whether it's side like hustle. Here I do bead work. I do bead work. So I, I I do bead work or I do cards and I sell it for money. And I you know I've always been a hustler. Okay. You know so. uh I worked for a couple of weeks and some guy was saying, well, we could go to uh, Berkeley and follow the dead. And you don't need money. You just, you just hustle. You just go follow Grateful Dead and, and do whatever and hang out. <laughs> Basically. Sure. You remember the days with the Grateful Dead and all that. I do. I couldn't tell you a Grateful Dead song, but I know of people who were like, we follow the dead. They go on tour. They just go from city to city to city. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you a song either. I've never been in the concert, but I've always been outside the concert. (laughs) Okay. In the parking lot and shit. So what was your hustle outside of the Grateful Dead concerts? Well, I, 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 I worked for a few weeks there. I got my check. And we took off to Berkeley. Worked at the and little mechanic we place, park. you mean? So the 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 mechanic greasy yeah. fix and train shit. I okay. worked there, and just got. I was done with it. I was like, oh, I'm out of here. Did not like that at all. Uh, and went to Berkeley and went to People's Park, and it's People's Park is notorious. It's uh, I mean, like today you could go there and buy acid. <laughs> I mean, okay. So uh, went there. And I bought a bunch of acid. And I was like, okay, I'm going back home because I know I could get top dollar back home for this because I only paid 25, 25 uh, cents a hit. Or no, wait. I paid, yeah, 25, I paid 25 cents a hit there and I could go back home and sell $5 a hit or $10 a hit. Okay. So, that was a, I was like, oh, this is this is good money, you know. I'm 18 years old and wet behind the ears still, you know. Yep. And so then I go back to Sacramento with the guy because he got his he got his too. We both went halves, and he got I got 20 sheets of acid, and he got 20 sheets of acid. Now, did you and test it to five. make sure that it wasn't it wasn't like oh, this is just paper? Like, did you try no, it? it was, it was, yeah, I, te- yeah, I it. tried it. It was good. Just was making good. sure. <laughs> and uh, so he got his, I got mine. We go back to Sacramento. He he takes off, and I get a ticket to come back to Yuma. And so I'm ready to go come back to Yuma, and I'm in front of a 7-Eleven, and I don't have any money or nothing, you know. So I don't have any money or anything, so I'm trying to get extra money for, like, food for the bus trip back and stuff like that. So I'm sell, trying to sell hit the acid out on the front of 7-Eleven. And uh, some guys pull up with some girls, and they're going up to this girl's birthday party. And uh, she's turning 16. And uh, they're like, 
you know, they they bought they bought acid off me, and then they're like, let's you guys want to do you want to come party with us or whatever, come drink it with us. I'm like, yeah, sure. I ain't got to be at the bus station till tomorrow, so yeah, I'll go. So I get in the van with them and everything. We take off. We go out in the desert and they uh, they they rob me. They jump me and rob me. And then they 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 I think they my impression is they were gonna kill me the way everything happened. And uh, I ended up to make a long story short. Well, uh, they had me. They circled me and they just started punching me, beating me up, and. Uh, robbed me and then they left well before well before they left they were like come on get in the van with us you know we'll, we'll drive you back because we're out in the middle of the desert i don't know where the hell we're at we went right. out in the middle of the desert and uh we had to go four-wheeling to get where we were at and they're like come over here you'll die out here we'll take you back to to, to, to society basically and i'm like i ain't going nowhere you know what i mean i just stayed hidden in the bushes because i ran after they beat me up real good right and uh so they take they, they take off and then they come back and when they come back they go drop the girls off at, at the car like on the where they park the car because the car couldn't go in the sand. Right. And then they drop the girls off. No, they didn't, they didn't drop the girls off. No, I I did get in the van with them. I was wondering if they came back now. No, I I got in the van with them. And then we're driving back to the car, to the girl's car. Right. And the one girl, the one girl tells me, that's fucked up what they did to you, blah, blah, blah. Here's my phone number. Call me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right. And uh, then uh, they started talking. I started hearing them whispering and talking to guys and stuff. So I, I jumped out the van and, and hurt myself when I jumped out the van. And then they tried to get me to get back in the van again. I wouldn't get back in the van. So they went and dropped the girls off and they came back in the van looking for me. And I wouldn't come out of the, I wouldn't come out of the desert. They just drove around for a while and then they finally left. And then I just walked all bloody and beat up and cut up and I end up uh at some farm and I'm knocking on the door and some old people answer and they're like, Oh my god freaking out because 'cause I'm all bloody and they they want to call the cops. I tell them don't call the cops, and I tell them what happened. I just tell them I got robbed. I didn't tell them I had acid and stuff like that. But uh, then they went and got me some clothes. The next day they went and got me some clothes, and they got me another bus ticket, gave me some food money, and all that stuff. So that was really nice of them to do, and uh, dropped me off to the Greyhound. Bus ticket to Yuma. Yeah. Okay. So you're heading back to Yuma. Your plan was to go back to be a an acid millionaire. There, you're gonna go back and you're gonna go back and turn over this small investment and become, you know, an acid tycoon. Right. And now you're going back with the shirt on your back that this farmer gave right. you. Money and for money for food. <laughs> beat the shit. How many dudes was it again? Yep. Three. Three dudes. But they were they were they were like. They were all slung down, sleeved down, tattooed up, been to prison. You know what I mean? Uh, they were, yeah, they were, they were in their twenties. They were all in their twenties, hanging out with sixteen-year-old girls. Who was turning sixteen? That makes her a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, good times. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's crazy shit. So, yeah. So, 
I'm at this thing, and I decide to call this girl. <laughs> you couldn't let it go? No. Okay. So I call her, and she's like, that's fucked up. Are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And uh, she's like, you want to go party tonight? <laughs> she's in California, right? Yeah, I'm still in California, too. I'm still at the bus depot. I haven't even got on the bus yet. Oh, oh, oh okay. I thought you were already in Yuma calling her from there. So you're not even no. out of California. You're at the bus station ready to go home. And you're like, well, let me call this yeah. chick before I go. Maybe I can hook up. Little Cal- little better, right. me- better memory to leave California on. <laughs> I can so see I this isn't going to go great. Go ahead. Tell me what happened here. She's like... She's like, you want to go party tonight? And I'm like, sure. So her and her girlfriend came and picked me up. We went and partied and stuff and just hung out and just just bullshitted and stuff like that. And she was real cool and shit like that. And I mean, now I miss, I end up missing my bus. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what a dumbass, huh? So well, I, I mean, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Did you get laid? No, not then, no. Okay. I was going to say, because that's a good enough reason to miss the bus. You're like, all right, I, you know, there were two friends, and yeah, I didn't hook not. up with her, but I hooked up with the ugly one or both of them or something. Like, yeah, if there was so. something. Yeah, okay. Miss the bus, I would, too. But any, yeah. So then then I'm, so I'm like, I'm like stuck, and, and, and she's like, well, come out. You could stay by the, you could stay at the lake. <laughs> I live right next to the lake, and I can bring you food tomorrow. You know, at the end of the night, so I go out to the lake, and she gives me some uh, a sleeping bag and stuff like that, so I can lay out by the lake. It was Folsom Lake, on um, Folsom Lake, and uh, she only lived a block from the lake, not even a block. So then the next day, she came and got me. We went. I went to her house, and uh, we hung out in her house all day long and and just chilled. But her dad get her dad and mom get up like about five o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock in the afternoon. And so I had to be gone by five or six. Right. And so we did this every day. I would just live at the lake, and in the day, in the daytime, I'd go there and we'd just hang out. And how long did you do this? I don't know for a little while, and then finally, uh, 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 her dad took me and her to the movies. And on the way back from the movies, it's like pouring down rain, and he's bringing us back from the movies. And uh, he's like, well, where do you want me to drop you off, kid? I'm like, well, right here, sign. <laughs> and it's just pouring down rain. And uh, I'm like, right here. And he's just like, no, where do I take you? And I said, right here is fine. So he stopped the car, and I jump out the car, and I take off walking. And then he tells he asks his daughter, he's like, where's he going? She's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So he called me back in the car. I came back in the car, and he took me. He went to the house, and he's like, Move. "You have one minute remaining." So they're gonna hang up on us, and I gotta call. I get called right back. Cool. Okay. All right. I'll uh, pause this, and then give me a call back. We'll start back at the lake. Okay. <laughs> All right, Matt. I'm right, gonna put a push pin in that right there. Um, that's the end of part one with Richard, but please come back next Tuesday for part two. I'm really enjoying this conversation. I hope you guys are as well. As I mentioned, I'm going to do a Q&A at the end, so if there's any questions you're 
uh, looking to have answered. You think I may not ask, throw them up there now. Maybe I already asked them because I've already recorded some more of this. But um, send me emails, uh, Steve at SagaofSteveRogers.com to let me know questions you may have. Uh, share the show. Thanks for listening. Susu Studio, live long and prosper. Make better choices. Get better results. Um, yeah, keep coming back. Thanks. Bye. Me and the man in black, but I got cash.